0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our program will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the program by Ed Reid, owner and managing director of the Alternative Board UK, a company which provides peer advisory and coaching solutions to leaders of private privately held businesses. Um, Ed, a very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Scott. Really nice to be here. Thank you. And it's a pleasure for me to welcome you on as well, Ed. Now, um, just for those listeners that might not be familiar with yourself and the Alternative Board, I've only given a very brief overview as to what it is that you do there. So perhaps we could sort of expand upon that just to set the scene a little bit.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we exist to support leaders as well, you know, like Um, like yourselves but specifically leaders of smes Uh, we recognize that running your own business um, it can be a really lonely place it's often difficult to reach out for support because you might feel like you should know all the answers because it's your own business but the reality is um, you can't be expected to know everything no one can Uh, so we provide those leaders of of SMEs with an opportunity to sit down once a month with a trusted group of other SME owners and each of them gets an opportunity to bring an issue or an opportunity to that meeting and uh, and they get questions and advice from, uh, from those others around the table. So it's genuine peer-to-peer advice. It's impartial. Um, you know, there are no one's kind of paying each other for, you know, for the advice because they pay us actually for a seat at that table. So uh, the idea is that, you know, they are held to account on actions that they take. And then when that group meets again the following month, they all report back on that. And, uh, you know, say have they done what they, you know, what they said they were going to do. Um, And that's, it's really important. It means they're bringing, you know, they're bringing the most important stuff that they've got going on to the table. They're getting advice on it and they're acting on it. So hopefully that means their business is moving forward as a result.
0: Yep, certainly makes sense uh, from my perspective, Ed. And um, it is fantastic some of the work that you are doing with SME leaders there. And uh, it's important to recognise just how important small business is in this country because SME owners, they're the unsung heroes of the UK economy, aren't they? And uh, it is difficult for them sometimes to access help and support and access opportunities. So being there for them, representing them and amplifying their voices, it's incredibly important, isn't it?
1: It is, um, you know, and that that's absolutely our mission. You know, that whole um, unsung heroes bit is, you know, it, it 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 basically underpins everything that that we're about. You know, there are everyone knows the stats so about five and a half million SME businesses in the UK, about one and a half million of those, you know, employ um, you know, employ you know, decent amounts of people. So, you know, and, and if each one of those employees, you know, has a you know, family units of four, you know, it's kind of, you know, the the, the kind of knock on effect of, um, of the SME economy is, is huge. And so you know, it's, it's right that they have access to great support like, you know, the vast majority of leaders in, in the corporate world do.
0: Yeah I completely agree with you on, uh, on that front and certainly in times such as this where you know we're sort of dealing with economic hardship I mean it is incredibly important that that support is there and I think we've sort of really relearned the value of that during the, uh, the recent pandemic haven't we I mean we've seen SME leaders coming together and sort of speaking to each other sharing ideas and sometimes we've seen that it's you know same uh, storm different boats maybe they're in the same boat in some ways and that's really helped hasn't it I mean talking to each other and learning from each other it really has helped businesses sort of really move forward navigate a difficult period and I think there's going to need to be that communication and that support continuing as we sort of look to navigate this uh, this new problem that we find ourselves in I mean we've got, it's new to an extent I guess because there's still sort of uh, the legacy effects of COVID with supply chain and the issues that that's causing but obviously with rising prices inflation cost of living also now entering the equation that also just sort of adds some uh, some real new problems
1: yeah it does and you know i think if you you know if you put yourselves in the in the shoes of an average you know SME leader then you know they've got they've always got multiple decisions to be making often feeling like they're making them in isolation And, and actually yeah as you've said you know through covid you know when the world changed almost overnight. You know there's suddenly so many extra decisions that they were having to make, feeling arguably even more alone because you know for very many of them they weren't even in the same office as their as their team, uh, and therefore you know sat in their I don't know in their in their kitchen or their study at home trying to get used to new tech and all of that kind of stuff whilst also trying to you know run a business in those kind of turbulent times was. Was massively isolating if they didn't have you know other people to reach out to, and I agree. You know, right now it's a it's a it's a different kind of problem, but it's still all of the same kind of decisions that you know that need to be taken, and and you know ones that feel big, you know, around you know employment, you know, in terms of you know can you know can you afford to be keeping on the you know the size of the team that you know you might have had six months ago it's obviously still incredibly difficult to recruit, so that remains pretty much the single biggest challenge that's been brought to you know to the, the tables that you know that we facilitate. So yeah, it's it is a it is a tricky time right now and you know therefore it just makes it even more important that uh, the SMEs have access to support. Whether it's a you know a kind of like a more formalized structure than you know, than us or or whether it's actually just reaching out to you know, just reaching out to, you know, friends and, you know, and, and acquaintances, you know, I, I'd encourage any leader who's, you know, sitting thinking, wow, you know, I feel like the weight of the world's on my, my shoulders is, well, you know, kind of accept that, recognize it and involve some others. in you know, it, it, in some of your decision making, you know, people who you trust, it's, you know, you're, you're not alone in it, but it's easy to think that you are. So, um, you know, try and try and get your head above the parapet and reach out.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And you mentioned, of course, that um, a lot of those clients that you work with, it's a difficult recruitment environment out there right now. And um, a couple of suggestions have been made on this programme before as to why that might be the case. But I'd just be interested to kind of delve a little bit into sort of what those that you work with are saying. Why are they saying that they're finding recruitment quite tricky right now?
1: Yeah, so I think it's quite sector specific. Um, So for example, we've got some businesses who are in you know, retail and and hospitality. Um, we've got other businesses who are uh, you know in care. So you know perhaps running um, you know a series of care homes, for example. You know those sectors are absolutely brutal at the moment. Um, you know I think that's. You know, I mean for me some some of that um, comes from you know we clearly lost you know a good chunk of the of the workforce post Brexit. Um, you know and I think that you know that element hasn't helped. Um, I think, you know, wages kind of spiraling out of, out of control with, you know, with inflation has basically kind of meant some people have been, or businesses have almost been priced out. You know, you hear, hear of people, you know, leaving sectors like care, for example, to literally just go and work in their, you know, in their local pub for more money, you know, and, um, or go and, or go and, you know, be an Amazon driver, you know, so, you know, there are there are dynamics going on in you know in certain sectors which are you know which are you know which are really hard. And I think then outside of those specific sectors, um, I've touched on, you know, I, I think it has I think some of the challenges have been that businesses perhaps haven't worked hard enough on their culture um and you know, and really thinking about what we need to be doing to make sure our employees want to work for us and and actually what happens then is that, you know, people jump for money. Um, and and therefore the highest bit of winds and you know I think that's that's coming back to bite you know some of those businesses who haven't spent kind of um you know the time time and money and effort investing in their people and really making it as good as it can be for them
0: so when we think about sort of the fact that it's a difficult recruitment environments out there right now what are some of the common culture traps you feel that business leaders fall into because quite often it's not necessarily the things that you do do it's what you don't do that end up causing the problem aren't they
1: they are yeah uh, and you know I think this is this is one of the things that gets talked about around our board tables all the time actually so I think if you if you if you flip it and say what are the things that absolutely need to happen in order for employees to be as engaged as possible you know you fundamentally need a great culture um and that has to be a culture that is not just driven from the top down where a group of execs come up with something you know with and then plaster it all over the walls without any kind of engagement with the you know with the workforce because it'll then just look like it'll look like the wallpaper that it is um instead actually it needs to be a, a fundamental kind of process of employee engagement and, you know, lots of, you know, there are lots of specialists who do that kind of stuff um who will go and ask employees, you know, what's, what's good, what's not, you know, what needs to change, what needs to stay the same, etc. cetera. And, um, and then build that into, you know, coming up with um, effectively a charter of kind of great employee engagement, which, which will therefore underpin hopefully a, you know, a brilliant culture on top of that. I think where you know some leaders, and not to any kind of you know bad intentions, just don't think they think hard enough about regular quality communication. And actually, if you ask, if you ask people in a in an environment that isn't being scored particularly highly, you know one of the single biggest things that always comes up is lack of comms um, and lack of clarity in terms of where the business is, where it's going, and because the leader is so used to you know, thinking about that, they automatically can make this assumption that, you know, everybody else knows as well. But, you know, suddenly six months has gone by and people are feeling a little bit lost without the leader knowing. So kind of making sure there are mechanisms in place to engage with, you know, kind of high quality communication, you know, up and down all the time is, you know, is really critical. And then I think the the fundamental thing that will ultimately underpin, you know, great employee engagement is, if you care for your employees, you know as human beings, you know it's it's if you don't everything else will feel a little bit like lip service, but you know these are you know people who are you know who are you know hopefully kind of producing and delivering the you know the goods and services for you know for your business, engaging with all of your customers et cetera et cetera you know they' you know' people who and who will push your business forward so that fundamental care for your employees is you know is critical um if you're ultimately going to you know run a business that has great employee retention and hopefully employees who then advocate for you and you know and bring you know, great new employees in um so that you then flip it rather than having a you know an issue with you know with people leaving all the time it's actually you've got people being referred in and that's you know that that's clearly where you'd want to be as a leader.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And um, I'm guessing as well that um, given, you know, we've come out of the pandemic and we've uh, sort of seen some of the impacts of uh, what we call the Great Resignation, part of the... um, importance of bringing in a good culture and obviously your retention is going to be making sure that mental health and well-being are sort of forming the forefront of your priorities aren't they because we've become a lot more aware of that since COVID um, as well as the fact that people are a lot more sort of purpose-driven these days and that's something that leaders really have to be very acutely aware of isn't it when um, you know we're thinking about culture and how we can sort of retain but also bring sort of fresh talent in as well and if you don't do these things you're simply not going to be able to take advantage of that pool of talent. That is out there in what is a very difficult environment.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and you know, and I think you know, I mean, actually, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's a great thing that mental health has um, moved significantly further up the agenda. You know, there's absolutely no reason, logically, why it shouldn't have done decades ago, um, but it hasn't for whatever reason. And I think that you know, that, back to what I was saying about you know, caring for your employees, that's a holistic kind of care that you know that should be there and and it's really important that um we we uh, we empower the em- employees through a you know, really kind of open transparent culture to you know to be able to um you know talk openly about you know whether they might be struggling with you know xy or Z. I um i think some of the, the pandemic and the and, and the working from home for a lot of people you know has, has meant that you know they've struggled sort of disproportionately coming back into the uh, into the office um and yeah it comes back to communication again so, you know it, it's you know if, if if you don't have great two way communication within a culture that enables people to you know really talk about you know where where they are and you know how they're feeling then the great resignation stuff will you know will continue um you know that people will you know, will actively look to jump if it's you know if it's not working for them in the you know in the business they're in and you know and, and jump onto the next one. So, yeah, it's you know it, it's, it's not easy because you know a number of different things that we talk about here that are you know maybe a decade ago you thought well weren't necessarily within the remit of someone you know owning and running a business, but they very definitely are now. And um, and again, you know that's that's why being able to talk to you know other leaders who, you know, in the same kind of shoes as you is, you know, is really important.
0: Exactly right. And um, it should hopefully be something that's sort of quite simple for leaders to to adjust to because I suppose mental health and well-being it is something that a business leader can relate to you do have a lot of sleepless nights of course when it comes to building your own business mm-hmm. and I guess that's something that sort of you can relate to yourself isn't it Ed given your journey into sort of the uh, the alternative board franchise because I mean you moved sort of out of the uh, the fast-moving consumer goods industry and sort of took the uh, the gamble let's say of investing in a TAB franchise in the, uh, the UK that's now become successful and I can imagine that Sort of from a mental health perspective, um, at that point when you know you're looking to try and build it up, like you really do sort of feel the impact of that, and um, that is something that, of course, you can then sort of carry into your leadership when it comes to working with your colleagues and understanding sort of how they're feeling.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. So I, I feel like I've definitely kind of been there and got the t-shirt in terms of uh, experiencing that roller coaster of you know, business ownership myself. So yeah, I, I've taken. The leap out of um, kind of out of corporate, um, I'd I needed to change some stuff in my kind of work within work life balance because my I was you know working you know, too many hours and my kids were you know, young at the time and I you know genuinely had a, you know, a fear of not seeing them grow up because uh, I was traveling a lot and you know my wife was in a big job as well. It was so at the time it was. Um, you're right you used the word gamble and it, it, it did feel like a you know let's say an educated gamble at least but there was definitely risk um attached to that where i thought well actually if i can find this answer of so i love the idea of franchising it's sort of working for yourself but not by yourself and you know that suited me i, I don't think i was quite ready for the risk of going it alone entirely so i like the idea that i i, I could tap into support Um, and I obviously love the idea of the the concept in terms of helping other business owners Um, but yeah I I was talking to sleep this night I can can remember very clearly a night on holiday in France it must have been three o'clock in the morning lying awake thinking this business and I was maybe 18 months in you know is really not working for me like it should be working for me and I've actually got really no choice other than to make it work. Um so there was some, you know, the pressure. That I was you know partly putting on myself but you know on, on behalf of the family um, you know just feeling like yeah, um I, I need to I, I need to get back from this holiday um you know whatever it was a week later and really um apply myself again and um you know kind of move up a gear and you know thankfully things things panned out. Um you know, I think I may I maybe needed that moment of reflection and, you know, a bit of a um a bit of a talking to myself. Uh and you know, and, and, and you know, things things worked out from there and you know, I went and you know, wanna load more customers and, you know, and, and off I went. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think anyone's immune to, you know, to those to those lows in, you know, whatever role you're in. And I think part of the solution is you know clearly acknowledging that um, and then kind of you can hide it from other people but no good trying to hide it from yourself you know that that's really not healthy so um you know in in my instance it was it's just been kind of very clear about you know this is where I am this is where I need to be and uh, and I reached out and you know engaged others to you know to help me with it and was very open and honest about it and possibly surprised some people at the time um but it served me really well you know you know, they got, they got on board and wanted to, you know, wanted to support me. So, um, you know, that's a, I'll, I'll kind of never, you know, forget that element of it because, um, you know, I, I basically recognize that there'll be someone else out there at any particular point in exactly that particular low spot on the roller coaster. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, you know, we need to try and you know, help as many people as possible, make sure that they're spending more time at the top of it rather than at the bottom
0: yeah exactly right and it's so important isn't it sort of as leaders kind of taking that time out to reflect as and when we need to and it can be so so impactful if we sort of use that time to the uh, the best possible effect and it seems in your case ed you certainly did manage to uh, to do that and uh, having sort of reflected on the past now i think it only serves that we also talk about the uh, the future just before we wrap up on the show today um so be interested to understand what some of your plans are for the uh, for the next year uh, with the alternative board and what sort of some of your priorities are going to be in sort of Helping some of your clients, those SME business leaders, get through what is going to be quite a tricky time at the uh, at the current uh, sort of trajectory that we're in.
1: Yeah. Um, so the sort of simple answer is continue to grow, which therefore means we'll be helping you know more businesses at, at any one time. But then we've got a couple of specific new things that we're kind of bringing into the mix. Um, the first, which um, in fact we've got a meeting tomorrow with a um, what's hopefully going to be a really significant partner with us on mental health specifically, um, and kind of a, you know, overall kind of wellbeing. So, um, watch the space because that's going to be really exciting as, and when we get that kicked off. So we've kind of had a couple of meetings about it and we're hoping to sign things off more on that. So that'll be a national partnership, um, which will be you know, very significant for us. Um, and then we've also got, um, another. Basically, another kind of product that we're offering to the market, which is all about helping the owners of the businesses who we've always worked with directly, actually helping them work more constructively with their management or exec teams as well, uh, in terms of you know how they go about so the stuff we talked about, how they go about culture, great communication you know, before they get into the strategic planning, which is almost the easy bit. Um, but yeah, we've got a we've got a platform that will it will significantly enhance our offer um, in that regard. So, you know, we're looking forward to rolling us out to, you know, to help more, you know, more people work with um, with their teams. So exciting times, Scott, actually.
0: Yeah, very exciting times, it seems. And I'm certainly looking forward to sort of really seeing sort of how things transpire for you over the course of the year, the next year or so. And it would be a pleasure of mine, actually, to welcome you back onto the other program, Ed, in future, perhaps just to see how things are all coming together for you
1: i'd I'd love to do that um it's been actually really yeah, it's been really nice to talk about some themes that I just think are massively important and um yeah, so it's been a you know kind of real real pleasure to have the airplane back
0: and likewise Ed it's been fantastic to welcome yourself um, and to everybody to choose tuning into this particular podcast today uh, do remember that if uh, you do have anything to say on anything that like myself and Ed Reed owner and MD of the Alternative Board UK have discussed on today's show um, you can um, leave a comment with us that's via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us or you can also yeah. apply to be on the programme yourself if you are um, the head of a business or an organisation of your own with your own um, sort of perspective to share on this discussion and that's via leaderscouncil.co.uk uk forward slash apply i should inform you also um for now ed thanks ever so much for taking the time to join us on the show it's been a real pleasure having you with us and by all means do take care with all still going on in the world and sure catch up soon thanks Rob. and to everybody listening into the uh, the program today i've been your host as always on the leaders council podcast scott challoner and until next time take care all and goodbye